Hello and welcome to a very special episode of R plus J equals podcast. I'm your host, Joe Gatula, and with me is my lovely wife, my Khaleesi, uh, my mother of dragons, Regina. <laughs> Hello. This special episode is a pre-finale special edition. I said special too many times already. Uh, we're here to answer all of your questions from today's mailbag. We have a, a nice big robust set of questions and we're gonna get straight into it we've categorized this and uh, you can take a look at the description to see when and where we answered your question did you send the ravens that was your job your only job so here we go let's start up with some warm-up questions nitty singh asks what is the purpose of long claw in the long run no pun intended i'm sure I think the purpose of Longclaw is to kill the Night King. I think they've been building up to that. He already killed one, two White two Walkers, Walkers yeah. with it, and they make a big deal about ensuring that there's Valyrian steel. I mean, if you think about it, the only swords that have Valyrian steel are Longclaw, Oathkeeper, and then Sam's sword. I forgot the name. Yeah. So I think... They're making it where John and the Night King fight each other, and then hopefully Longclaw will do its long-awaited purpose. Um, I'm hoping that they subvert expectations. And and I'm tired of the subversion of expectations. And somehow, somehow, the Night King shatters Longclaw in some, like, epic moment. No, then that just defies all the rules that they set, that the Valyrian steel kills a White Walker. Well, they like to defy all their own rules, so. All right. Well, that's my theory, slash And that's my thought, too. So the next question is from Dave Gamblin. Now that the Dothraki horde have landed in Westeros, what is the realistic plan for dealing with these nomads other than genocide by whatever ruler is left to deal with them? Uh, I thought about this earlier today, and my decision was to give them Dorne. Dorne is very warm. <laughs> That's I think there's smart. there's a lot of open land there, so just put up a big wall. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and put them down in Dorne and let them nomad. Keep them out? The Daenerys has already kind of made them bend the knee, so they listen to her. They don't rape and pillage anymore. So I hope they don't. Just just give them Dorne. There there's no Dornish left anyway. Who cares I, about them? I mean, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, I think the best way would be to have them in a certain part of Westeros. I mean, if they are free, Look, though, yeah. to roam the lands, we're not saying to isolate them, but um, I think that probably will be the best to give them the land so they can run around their horses and they can hunt and then they can do whatever the Dothraki do other than Raping rape, and pillage, pillage yeah. and go to war. <laughs> so Dorne makes the most sense because yeah. it's sunniest, it's yeah. warm. I think in the books, right, there's a bunch of sand in Dorne, too. Yeah, I mean, or they can just, like, hang out in King's Landing, learn the culture. Yeah. Become acculturated, teach people about their culture. It would be cool if become they... Become be- a tossed salad. It, what? <laughs> like America. I know. Or a tossed salad. Yeah. Not a melting pot. It's a salad bowl, not a tossed salad. Whatever. <laughs> tossed salad has a different connotation. You have to toss the salad. Okay, um... 
Maybe the other cool thing could be if what if the Dothraki became like the cavalry of of the armed forces of Westeros? That because would be they cool. they love fighting anyway, so they could just become. But what about the women and children? They can integrate into the rest of Westerosi society. We're not saying assimilate. No, but yeah. I mean they could just do whatever they want. But yeah, as they long are as free. They don't break the laws. Obviously, humans have a tendency to break the laws, and so. But hopefully, majority of them will understand what those laws are, and then figure out a way to live. Live, or they can even go back to Essos. What's great is that we were not Essos. Go back to, you know, the other side of the world. Can you imagine if that's the spinoff after Game of Thrones? It's just a sequel about deciding where the Dothraki go <laughs> and the politics and like the logistics behind that. That'd be riveting. The executive orders yeah. signed by the king slash queen of yeah. whoever it's going to be. This Build n- this wall. We'll shut down the government if we don't build the this. The North is not paying for this wall. <laughs> the next section is all about Cersei and the meeting that's going to be happening at the end of this season, during this season finale. Everybody's really excited for the big moment where they show Cersei a White Walker and she just decides to turn good. <laughs> and Jon is happy and Danny is happy and the rest of the series is... You mean pregnant Cersei. Yeah. Yeah, no. So Sherlyn David asks the first question on this subject. Is Cersei so evil that she will want to join or manipulate the idea of White Walkers to defeat her enemies? Ooh, that's Um, a really good thought. I don't, I have to think about how she would do it. Like she can't, in a literal sense, she can't go and have a meeting with the Night King and be like, hey, let's team up. So that's... Not going to happen, but to manipulate the idea of White Walkers, maybe acting like she cares, and then oh. red wedding them again. So like mid-battle, she turns on them? Yeah. Well, that'd be crazy. And then try to kill the White Walkers? Herself? Does she have like, She doesn't have the force. She doesn't do have it. dragons. Oh, yeah, and I forgot. They have an ice slash zombie dragon. How yeah. is she going to combat that? Yeah. It could be the case. I mean, she's going to have to figure out a way. Well, first of all, we know that the meeting's happening because of, obviously, the trailer. Yep. But she's going to have to figure out a way to listen, but then also be cunning. I don't know. I, I actually don't know. I'm so confused. I don't know. I don't know what this meeting is going to be about. I can't predict this meeting whatsoever, not just because of the subject of the meeting and the reasoning behind the meeting because it's so weird and silly. But beyond that, at least one good thing that it's done is made this season finale completely unpredictable. Yeah. I I don't know what's going to happen. Should I tell them about my weird dream the other day? Uh, Maybe. I don't remember Well, I I actually had a dream about Game of Thrones that they were all at that meeting and then... (laughs) The dragon, Cersei set up this, uh, the the ground to be like made of some kind of substance oh, yeah. where it's able to kill the dragon. I don't know what it was. But then nobody knew what that was. And you see Danny flying with Drogon landing and then Drogon just dis- like dissipating and blowing up into pieces. And then Jon's like... Don't land, Rhaegal. But then he lands too, so they immediately lose two dragons in the beginning of the meeting. So what would this substance be that can automatically I kill dragons? I don't know. It's a dream. I'm not saying so that's going to happen. One of my coworkers was, <laughs> he proposed that this was going to happen, uh, and I quickly rebuffed him. But he says that uh, Cersei is going to try to use wildfire on John and Danny 
and then it's gonna blow up, but then they're just gonna be naked, and they're gonna survive, because they're both Targaryens, and then they're gonna start making out and have sex in front of everybody. It's a oh, joke. Okay, well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> well, it's it can't happen, because John isn't fire-resistant. And that we is for sure proven... I think so. In that one episode, yeah, he back grabbed that lamp one. and he burned his. Maybe hand. he just thought he. No. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, because the maester uh, wrapped up his hand the afterwards. Bandages, You're right? totally right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That would be the best ending. That would be like the porn version of Game of Thrones. Incest porn. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. It won't happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bricio de Leon asks. Well, it's kind of an ask, kind of a just statement. Is Cersei just going to sit down at the arena, suddenly whip out Yara Greyjoy's decapitated head, <laughs> look over at Theon, and say, here, catch, and throw it at him? That would be hilarious. I would say it's Poor more likely... Theon. I would say it's more likely that Euron would do that, but yes. but that would be crazy. But it's true. Where is Yara? Where's, I thought Where's he, Yara and Euron? I thought they would actually show scenes of Yara being tortured or in a cell... With Euron and Euron doing things. Do you things? think she's going to be at the meeting? I don't know. I mean, Theon is in the next episode. Yeah, I saw but his, he's not at the meeting. He's I don't not. Think. I don't know who's at the meeting. All I remember was Cersei's like little gray black dress. Yeah. Um, but it just you know doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense. I really think uh, Cersei doesn't give a shit about Yara. Yeah. Or Theon. So mm-hmm. I doubt this is going to happen. But that would be hilarious yeah and sad at the same time (laughs) it kind of just reminds me like i could see a reaction the way that sansa reacted when ned got his head cut off like somebody would just be like oh you know right next question uh, from joe mcneely besides the clegane bowl what other big matchups do you expect to see at king's landing for the finale like who else is gonna fight well who okay? Let's think about it. Who are the fighters? So you have, I believe, Euron would be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Grey Worm. Mm-hmm. John's a fighter. Uh, Theon's not a fighter. Tyrion's not. So it could be Grey Worm versus Bronn. Grey Worm. That versus, would be one. That would be cool. Euron versus John. <laughs> now I'm just imagining the scene from Civil War, Captain America Civil War, <laughs> with with Game of Thrones characters on each side. I know, and yeah. someone like and Tyrion Spider Man, <laughs> and the dragons just like hanging out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there ha- I think the Clegane Bowl though. How did how will that even come to be? Because this is supposed to be a discussion, a meetup. There isn't supposed to be fight. There isn't supposed to be like, okay, now the hound and the mountain, you two fight. It's gonna be really weird. It's gonna be really weird if this just turns into like a massacre, an all star fight sequence. I don't think that's gonna happen. Like the Avenger, like Captain America. (laughs) So war. I don't. I don't think that'll happen. Um, So. We'll see. We'll, we'll just all have to see. It's just so weird. It's so weird. It's just a the weird The finale thing. feels weird. Yeah, it's just yeah. a weird setting. Like, what is going to happen? And we've never had this many of the main characters all in one place. I just, like, what are they going to talk about? John's going to be like, hello, Cersei. Here is a zombie. Like, sorry, my British is, like, really off, but, uh, you know. 
So, I think it's just a, ugh, whatever. Joe McNeely has another question. What's our projected main character death count in this last episode? Well, last podcast I talked about sister killing. So there's two right there. You think two, both of the sisters will <laughs> kill each other at the same time? Okay, I think like, one like they're going to stab like <laughs> at the same time? One sister will die. So okay. either Sansa or Arya. I haven't decided which one. Um... Oh, going back to that question, Brienne's on the way there. Oh, so yeah, Brienne she's will a fighter. Pod. Oh, Pod might die, so that's two. Then I don't know. Thirsty. I'm gonna just say five. Okay. I'm gonna say they've been really stingy on character deaths. I'm gonna say two. Well that's maybe that's why they're waiting on Possibly. You know, being stingy about the characters. I think Littlefinger, to me, is a guaranteed death. No yeah. way. Yeah. I really I so. thought Littlefinger was going to die in the beginning of the season, but now I think he's going to go to next season. No. So he's one of my two. You really have the hope that Arya and Sansa are yeah. going to team up at the Otherwise end and I'm kill just pissed, Littlefinger. Yeah. You're going to be pissed. <laughs> and then my, I don't have a prediction for who the second one will be. I just think uh, there will be a second major character. Cersei. Yeah, I don't think she's going to die, though. You don't think she's going to die? I don't think Jamie's gonna die either. Braun counts to me. Braun counts. Oh, you know what'd be an interesting matchup? Sorry, I'm all over the place. Jamie against Brienne. Brienne would totally kick his ass yeah. though. Like Brienne could die. Brienne could die. Yeah. She really had no point this past season. She hasn't had a point in a long time. She hasn't had a point since. Uh, all she did was save. Um, she killed Sansa. Stannis. Yeah. And, and then- she saved Sansa. That's it. And brought her to the wall. And that was literally of, it. She's done a lot of traveling since then. And That's just it. standing around. Yeah. Literally, and she hasn't had a... She had a cool fight scene against Arya. But that's it. That was it. Yeah, she hasn't really had a point, so... Yeah. All right, so... So wait, what's your total two. count? It's two. Two? Just two? Just two, yeah. That's really small. The next section of questions is all about the White Walkers and... Um, Anything north of the wall. Carly Hess asks in caps lock, aren't the White Walkers kind of close to the wall right now? Sorry, Carly, that I uh, said that the finale was April 27th. <laughs> I don't know what Pregnancy I was brain. thinking because maybe I'm just so used to the show airing in April. But uh, yeah, they're pretty close. But as we can see, they walk like zombies but they so can, they're they really run. slow they run i too. know maybe the night king is just waiting for the right moment yeah. to do it he has to have some strategy behind his slow moving zombies so one of my predictions is it actually comes from tony uh is it a theory though he doesn't read leaks okay it's not a theory he thinks that the wall will come down in this episode so by the ice dragon probably so the white walkers are at the wall at this episode i think do you think that's why they had to cut so many episodes to save budgets on these massive special effects? Maybe. That's going to happen this season? Because they're going to bring down the wall? Yeah. Because, yeah, every episode has had tons of CGI. Almost every episode. Right. Yeah. So. All right. We'll Brian see. Block asks, why was Benji Stark? Yeah, he, he said Benji Stark. That just makes him not sound cool. It makes him sound like a little kid. Why was Benji Stark... So underused. He's so badass, half undead, flaming flail. Would you want to see more of his backstory, or is the mystery best left unsolved? What do you think happened to him north of the wall? 
I wish Benjen Stark wasn't so underused. Yeah. He's like the last Stark of that generation, and now he's dead. I think really his backstory, there wasn't one. Just the fact that he was the youngest of the Stark family. I think he means more like about what he did north of the wall. Ever that since. could be a whole nother yeah. series. Well, the thing is, based he on... He probably just uh, ranged. Yeah, just tried scouted. to kill White yeah, Walkers exactly. whenever he could. The thing is, so in the books, there's a character called Cold Hands, right? He Which George R. R. Martin confirmed through notes to his editor that it that's was not Benjamin. But the, the books turned Cold Hands, uh, the show turned Cold Hands into Benjamin, right? So if you take the book's version of Cold Hands, he actually helped Bran and Mira mm-hmm. get all the way to the Three-Eyed Raven. So I wish that was that Benjen was used in the whole show that much, and that would have been a much better use of his character. Because I agree, he was super badass in his two appearances in these last two seasons. And I think the idea of him being half undead is yeah, cool. Yeah, it's really cool, yeah. Like, he's, so he's a half White Walker. He's arguably a superhero. Right. <laughs> so he could have been used in the last battle. Yeah. Just hit, and you know, and then after the wall coming down, he could have just passed through, met up Sansa and Arya, and just chilled and slapped the, the shit out of them, and you know, chilled in Winterfell as like this undead guy. Yeah. Then it and becomes a sitcom, like <laughs> like the undead uncle. You know what's kind of cool, but maybe it's not so cool. No matter what, Benjen Stark will always be Uncle Benjen yeah, to John. I, I loved that. that John was, is Lyanna's son, so I loved that. That was the only line. To Benjen from John. <laughs> Uncle Benjen! Like, yeah, again. Totally. Why do you think Ned Stark never told Benjen uh, that John About... was really Lyanna? I don't know. I mean, because Benjen wasn't going to say shit. He was already a Night's Watchman. Yeah. Who knows? The world will never know. Yeah. Next question from Nitty Singh. Which of the characters who have fallen to White Walkers do you think we will see again in White Walker form? I don't think we're going to see anyone no? again in White Walker form, but this is my hope that we'll get to see Hodor and Summer. Yeah, I think I agree. Those two would be the most gut-wrenching, and those two would be kind of the coolest to see on screen. Up. Yeah, totally. I think yeah. those are the most memorable characters yeah. that died by the hands of these White Walkers. Yeah. So if we can see a zombie direwolf yeah. team up with a zombie dragon, that would be, be so fucking crazy. The other thing, I think it would be a nice kind of call out. You remember that dude who died in the very, very beginning? Mm-hmm. I think in the books his name was like Waymar Royce or something. Yeah, he was the son of uh, yeah. the other. Did they cut off his Royce. head? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. They ripped it off. The oh, White Walker So he like, can't come back off. as a White Walker. No. Oh, darn. Or no. Did they? One of the other guys had. Yeah, actually the off. other guy got his head right? ripped off. So if that guy who's in the first episode of Game of Thrones came back, just as like in the background, that'd be really cool. I think that'd be cool to see. Yeah, I don't really care for it. Next question, Mike Welburn asks, wait, this has nothing to do with White Walkers of the North. His question is, did you guys rename podcast number five? He has two of them in his podcast app. Yes. Regina made me change the name of this podcast. I made it Bend the Knee KD. Yeah, because there was too much basketball references, yeah. and I didn't want this to turn into a basketball Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> so I wanted to so rename it to Pregdar, which is a real thing. The, so that's that's the story behind that. So Mike Welburn's second question. And Welburn, how did how does that 
that even possible? Literally, his, Joe put it up, I and know. then literally 30 seconds later, we decided to change he, it. He's got this crazy You're app. really, really excited no, about these podcasts. It's the app. It downloads it automatically for oh, this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Number one fan right there. Uh, his other question is, can a reanimated dragon defy the laws of aerodynamics aka having a giant hole in it and still fly that would be ridiculous right it would be no more ridiculous than any of the stuff we've seen earlier this season but let's just say yes i think through brute force viserion will fly again he will have plenty of drag and resistance of that big gaping hole from that javelin throw but for sure it will still i mean fly. at this point you see the zombies that have giant massive holes in it and that's yeah. defying the laws of no that's biology. not flying though but you're still defying the laws of biology so what's the big deal that defying the laws of aerodynamics biology and physics are different <laughs> okay <laughs> they are yeah well i mean that's like can a plane with a hole fly it's just the same concept of having a, a zombie human with a huge hole and a zombie dragon with a huge hole flying around all right like Humans sure. with holes in their bodies don't walk around except for Arya back in season yeah, 8. Because but... there's no blood to pump around and like have the actual... All right, we're thinking about this too much. <laughs> I mean, good. I, I didn't realize that Viserion would have holes in his body, yeah. but that makes sense because the fires did burn through him. So This next section is all about our favorite people in the whole wide world, the writers oh and God. the producers gonna, of the show. Are we going to bitch about them again? Yeah, we have a nice... Well, no, this is bitching from our audience. Okay. They, they, have the, they want to air their grievances and then hear us talk about their same grievances. Let's do so it. So we'll start with Tony Manorino. Why are they racing towards the end of the show? I understand that there is no source material to guide them, but this show has loved wasting time in the past, and I think we could have gotten 10 full episodes from all the events in this shorter season. Are the producers just sick of doing the show? I think we said this last week. Yeah. I think they are ready to move on. I think so, too. Uh, it's really annoying. That half of me says that they're ready to move on. Half of me is that they just want to reserve budget for these for whatever is going to come in this next episode and whatever happened this past season. So I think it's like maybe a, I want to even say like 50-50 at this point. I do agree that we could have gotten 10 full episodes. I was thinking yeah. about this entire season and it was just, it was such a weird season. I, I don't know how to emphasize this enough, but like, I just feel like something was missing. I remember watching last season and it just felt like a whole season. Just like just like the story was start, middle, and end, and it yeah. led up to a moment. It just this was just like it was so, had no flow. It had it was a weird flow. So the thing is like the first episode, it had a good amount of conversation and it had cool moments of all these characters coming together and actually having I miss, dialogue. I miss complaining about feces. I know. <laughs> we should, they, I wish they had one to two more episodes that were more like that first episode. Or even show like more scenes with Euron torturing Yar. Not that I want to watch torture, but what's going on there? Or what's going on with Sam? He's writing, I, I, yeah, bring back Sam for God's sake. Like, it was just such a weird flow, and I don't know how I well, feel about it. Maybe I need to rewatch the season in one week, like one episode a yeah. day, to really make it feel like it was whole. I don't but know. But 
I don't know. It was a weird season, and now I'm really worried about next yeah, year, which I'm is going to be worried. only six episodes. Well, here's the deal. They, the, the showrunners themselves, they were like, we don't have enough story to do two full seasons. We want to do one more season of 10 episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And then the producers of Game of Thrones, uh, HBO is like, no, we want two seasons. We want two more seasons. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're willing to do 10 episodes. And then the, the showrunners and them, they compromised on seven for this season and six for the next season. So I think the showrunners, all they did was, hey, we have content for 10 episodes, right? We have mm-hmm. content for one season. Let's stretch it out a couple more episodes. But in turn, that means they probably added some filler into this season, right? Right. So maybe the way if we were to go and rewatch all of Game of Thrones and season eight is over next year we should view season seven and season eight has as one, one big season yeah kind of the way 13 like, episodes yeah kind of the way that like breaking bad did where they split their last season into two halves but it was they were they were kind of their own package but yeah. you, if you watch them all together they were well we'll see i mean they kind of wrote just, season six it was just unnecessary i mean it's also just annoying like if these guys are sick of doing the show Give it's, it to someone else. That's, or get someone else to write it. They yeah. wrote they wrote all of the episodes, I think, except for one. Yeah. And get creative. Like again, there's there's so much in this world to show. It's not just that. Just be professional. Like yeah. don't give up on your audience the way that it looks like it's like finish the way you started. Right. Be consistent and put put forward like the a same consistent level of product. Don't just like half-ass it. Like, especially when you you're have a tired of it, right? Especially when you have the biggest show on, in on the world television ever. right now. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. So with that, Keith Rudd and Bostel asks, "Do you honestly feel that the writers are going to deliver after what has turned out to be a lackluster last half of this season? Do you think the same writers will be involved with the final season?" <laughs> The yeah. same writers will be involved yeah, they're not, because they're the showrunners. Yeah, they're the showrunners, and they they script most of the episodes. They at least form all of the storylines, so they definitely will be involved. Will they deliver? I have no idea. Part. Of, I, I, I mean, know. I'm not really looking forward to Sunday's episode in the sense that the way I, that we were looking I'm forward gonna, to. Other yeah, episodes. I'm just. Like, gonna, I feel like right. I'm going to be disappointed. It's going to end really sh- oddly, and it's going to be like, oh, what the fuck was that kind of thing? Um, but I'm going to reserve my yeah sh- true judgment until after so Sunday. If you're asking me to predict, I'm I'm still going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Not just for this episode, for this whole series. I mean, they're gonna. I'm hoping that they hear the criticisms and they're like, okay. Well, they already wrote next week or Sunday. Well, I mean, I mean, for next, next season, year. Yeah. I mean, at least for Sunday, it, it this episode's gonna have to be, I think, one of the most amazing episodes that I yeah. will watch to make up for the last two episodes. Yeah, I agree. Because I think they're, for me, I just see them drop down in a hole and it's like hard for them to dig out yeah. in my viewpoint. So we'll see. <laughs> so your prediction is no? I'm going to not get my hopes up. All right. So. That's fair. Scott Roberts asks, 
Do you think at the rate they are moving the story along, the producers will have the foresight to have an epilogue in the series finale, <laughs> or do you think it'll just end with someone literally sitting on the throne and cut to credits? I think they're not going to have an epilogue. Yeah. No. Epilogues don't always do it for me either. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do an epilogue. I don't think George R. R. Martin would even write an epilogue, so I don't foresee them doing it. Also, I, I, I think everyone's just going to die. So I think it has to end with somebody on the throne sitting there. It does. Right? Like that, the last scene of yeah. person X just sitting on the throne. Yeah. There's, there's no other way for it to be poetic, unless there is no throne. Right? Because <laughs> of White In the, it's the end of the Game of Thrones, there is no throne. <laughs> Because I there's mean, no king, because it's a democracy now. That, that, <laughs> That'd be so a weird. Democracy. It ends. It ends up just being a story about the spread of democracy. Yeah. And American values. <laughs> Carly Hess has her next question. By listening to your podcast, I have now become woke to the fact that the writers have created a gas station turkey sandwich version of George R.R. Martin's Thanksgiving feasty writing. I love that. That was awesome and a mouthful. Um, (laughs) What could the writers do, if anything, to recover from the catch the white walker and have literally zero planned storyline? Can it be forgiven? Well, I think I just said it. For me, it's I ha- I, it's going to take a lot to forgive it. Even if this episode's the most amazing episode I've seen, I still will not forget about forgive and forget. That's not really who I am. I still feel like I'm going to remember it next year. Yeah. So I don't think I can forgive it. I think I can, I think I can ma- try to make it make sense in my head. But I'm glad... You became woke yeah. because that's a very important critique. And I, I'm glad that, you know, fans and people are realizing and not just taking it yeah. in and thinking that this is the greatest show ever when it's actually not. For me, the only thing that they might possibly do, I don't know if it'll be forgiven, but as long as this ending is believable and logical, that'll be a right step towards forgiving them. Right. Mm-hmm. As long as nothing wacky and stupid happens any longer, any longer, or in this episode, then it'll be fine. It'll, I'll, I'll somewhat forgive them. Uh, the last question on the writers, Scott Roberts asks, "Do you think your boy Euron was just used as a convenient plot device this season? Do you think he'll even have another pivotal role in the show, or will his next and last appearance just be, be him dying in a ship battle or something?" I think the writers used him lazily as. Yeah. A plot device for twists. Right. Yeah. I, I totally agree because after his two come from behind victories, he's just he's vanished, right? I know. And he was such a great villain. I just remember us talking about him after the how second episode. He yeah, how after the second episode, how cool he was and fun and how interesting he's gonna be. He's not just gonna be like a Joffrey or a Ramsey. And then that was it. Yeah. We didn't get to see any of that. And it's just so disappointing because it's like we spent so many years watching these vicious villains and doing all this shit that finally we could watch a vicious villain but actually be more intriguing. And then they completely took that away from us. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. I, it was like I, I would have enjoyed it so much. Yeah, His looking- scenes with Cersei, more scenes with Jamie. what's he doing with Grey Worm. Like, uh, it just, it's, it's a missed opportunity. Looking back... 
it it feels at the time I was like, oh man, this is so surprising. It's a cool twist that Cersei's won these victories. But then after she won her victories, and then the whole loot train battle happened, they just stopped addressing it. And I felt like they were building up to yes. Cersei and Euron getting married or something, or something, and then finally Jamie turning on her for that. And it just kind of fizzled. Yeah. It fizzled. It's really confusing. So yeah. So that's on the writers as well. So we're done talking about the writers. This last section is all about our boy, the Night King, the real MVP. He's he's like the LeBron, I guess, Kevin Durant. You do. I keep reminding the audience that Joe does want the White Walkers to win yep. at the very end. So. At the end. It, the Night King sits on the throne. The whole world would be better off without people who think it's a good plan to capture a White Walker and bring it down to Cersei. So... Blake Friedman asks, why doesn't the Night King just throw the whites <laughs> over the wall one at a time? I mean, he's got a hell of an arm. Threw that javelin like it was nothing. Yeah, he could just straight up toss them one by one. But the thing is... You know, wait, wait. You know how in Lord of the Rings, um, Gimli, when he's killing all those guys, he's like, 21, 22. That's what the White Walker, what the Night King's going to do. He's going to toss them and he's going to keep counting. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, but if I'm trying to make... I'm not even going to try to make sense. But if I was, if he throw, he has to throw like uh, very strong zombies, meaning that they have most of their body parts because oh, a lot of true. them are skeletons yeah, they and might deteriorated just... already. So if he throws them, they would like break it to pieces. Yeah. I just, can, I could totally imagine him just like throwing it though. That's a hilarious scene. What, what's the other scenario? But that's a 700 feet high wall. So... Yeah. The other scenario is him taking Viserion and grabbing a bunch of White Walkers, like by the with his claws, and then dropping them over the wall, like over <laughs> just going back and forth and go. Oh. Yeah, it's a workout for yeah. that dragon. How many well, how many dead, zombies so. can do you think can fit on that dragon? Mm, so how many were in the crew that escaped? Six. Yeah, I mean, I say there's there could be like a hundred uh, zombies on that dragon. Dragons pretty, are huge. Pretty I mean, crowded. he's not as big as Drogon, but... I'd say 70, 75. No way. I'd say a lot more. So they'll just be, like, infested all over the him? The dragon is huge. Just because it's not fully shown on TV and he always looks smaller compared to Drogon. True. It's a massive dragon. Yeah. And then... All those zombies can just hold on for dear life because they have have no strength barriers, right? They don't care. They're not fearful. So the final question of this special episode about the Night King, it's a very highly discussed theory. So if you guys aren't into theories that much, don't listen to this question. But Bricio de Leon says, is Bran the Night King or is he the old man in the tree? Where did this theory come from? It really I, caught on fire because two yeah. other people asked me about it and I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense because I just think about when they did the flashback with the children of the forest yeah, we and see you see the, the Night, Night King. King. He has blonde hair and blue eyes. So I feel yeah. like if he was Bran, they would make, they would hire someone that looks, looks like, like Bran. Bran. Um, and how does it even make sense? I don't Can know you how it makes... walk me through it? I don't personally know. Um... Unless it has something to do with warging and like, but that doesn't make sense. Maybe he tried to warg into the the Night King in the past and, and his, became evil. No, his mind got stuck in him. And <laughs> then he wants to kill everybody. I guess. But then also, the Brand's powers 
He can't. I mean, except the fact that he affected Hodor. Can he do that? Can he really impact the past that much? Once you get into time travel, and like it's literally not him because we already saw the Night King's transformation. He has straight up blue eyes. Yeah. He looked more like Braun. He looked <laughs> more actor. like Jamie than anything. So I don't know. That's it's far fetched. There's definitely gonna be some kind of time travel like weird shit going on, I think, by the end of the series. But I don't think he's the Night King. And I think we got the full story of the Night King. While I wish we learned more about the White Walkers and White Walker toddler school. I, I think the story is that he White Walker was just, daycare. <laughs> White Walker. He was just a First man yeah. that the children of the forest needed help in, and they turned him, and then he had became powerful. It's just in like an allegory for weapons of mass destruction or something like that. You create something to like fight your enemies, and then it right. ends up like destroying you as well. Exactly. Yeah. So this got really deep at the end. Um, is he the old man in the tree? The three eyed raven. Maybe he'll become the old man in the tree. Doesn't really make sense. That requires actual time travel, like transporting your body back in time not just like your mind yeah i think that would get way too complicated so i'm gonna say no (laughs) i don't think george r R. martin wrote that so that was our last that was our last question any final thoughts before we sign off before watching the finale are you expecting it to be good or bad i told you what my expectations are they're very low low. (laughs) mine are low too (laughs) but i guess I'm excited to finally wrap up this season because, like, it's like a what the fuck season, you know. But then it's like, oh, what do I have look forward to next Sunday to watch? Nothing. So that kind of sucks. I think I'm going to spend after next episode, the next episode airs, whenever I'm ready to get back into the Game Thrones world, I think I will rewatch this season to fully. understand it it and absorb it and maybe there will be like oh maybe that wasn't that bad i don't know we'll see but yeah let's move forward yeah just to be honest like i'm not super looking forward to it it's like we have no feelings toward it yeah I mean, I, I feel like, like, like in the moment when we sit down, we're like, okay, ready, turn it on. We'll be like, I don't oh my God, what way. the fuck is going to happen? I don't feel the way that I felt waiting for this previous episode at all. I think my feeling is like, oh my God, I have no idea what's going to happen this episode. And let's, let's just roll with it. Let's do it. That's, that's kind of, that's what I'm going to be thinking about. I think for me, I'm really kind of dreading it. Cause if it's bad, that means Game of Thrones might be not that good. Right? Or the season is not that good. Well, but this is supposed to be the most important season. I know. Ever. Think about how season five ended and the previous yeah. episodes when season Shireen, five. Bur- Shireen got burned alive and we saw that not that great of a dragon scene because I thought the CGI was crap. Season five. It it ended and we were like, oh, okay. That but was it. Not because si- Jon Snow died. I think we were just expecting more. Yeah. But then season six came. And had like the two greatest episodes of Game of Thrones history, right? With a, in that finale, and those are still the best episodes. And you know what also sucks? It's like after the season's over, is it going to erase all of the positive feelings and good things that happened in season six? Because like it already erased that. I thought one of the best scenes in the last episode was when Daenerys is on her ship going to Westeros, and you with see the all army. the ships. 
Dorn, you see uh, the Tyrell ships, you see the three dragons. And all of that has essentially been erased. Yeah, I, it got not, erased in like two episodes, yeah, which is really annoying. We're not asking for, you know, flowers here, but we're... I don't want I don't want it to erase all the positivity that happened in season six because this shit was so That's, bad. So one thing that hasn't been covered at all this season is John's heritage, right? I don't think we're gonna find out. But that'd be so weird if they revealed it last year and then they literally haven't talked about it at all. This they season. still have to reveal his quote father. That's what I'm saying. They. I don't think they're, I think they're saving it for next year. But that's two years. That's, uh... Even though everybody knows he's Rhaegar Targaryen, yeah. so why are you holding out? So we'll see. We'll see in this final episode. Hope you guys enjoyed these mailbags. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to our podcast this year. Um, and good luck as you watch the finale. We'll catch you guys next Monday. Bye. Bye.